You're listening to Love and War with David Harwood. This is a weekly podcast where David offers spiritual insights that are aimed to enhance your relationship with God, yourself, and others. If you are edified by what you hear, please recommend this podcast to people you love. Now, here's David. You are not alone. God hears your thoughts. This is our 15th podcast concerning our inner narrative. And I'm pretty much reading from the posts and the, uh, the days of this book that we're putting together. I wanted to make it available in this format as well. I really believe that it will be helpful to you. So starting from the beginning, as I was reading, you are not alone. God hears your thoughts. Part of being created as the image of God is that we get to direct our meditations. Our thoughts are intended to be under our control. The ways we view our lives are to be deliberately yielded to God. They can be guided by our Creator's Spirit through the scriptures He inspired. Our motive is to please the Lord. We can learn to do this. Each of us can embrace this process. I'm reading Ephesians chapter 5 verses 8 through 10. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Reviewing verse 10, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. We are on a steep learning curve, but we are empowered by his presence. Pleasing God is something we get to learn. Paul informed us that we were once darkness. We lived in the midst of cultural darkness that both infected and reflected the condition of our souls. We blended in without any difficulty. Part of this sphere of spiritual darkness is the war waged within and over our souls. Pertaining to our inner narrative, the accuser's armies seek to enslave us. It is as if there is an unseen throng ceaselessly shouting insults and slander at each person and about each person. We may not be consciously aware of these accusations and mockery, but the spiritual atmosphere is saturated with it. Our souls have been trained by this wicked spiritual realm. Paul wrote Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 and 2, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. But now, those who are born from above are children of light. We partake of a heavenly atmosphere in the midst of the darkness. We are being retrained as God's beloved children who have received the spirit of adoption. Let's re-examine a God-ordained motivation for growing in godly meditations. 
Why should we cultivate an inner narrative that honors our Creator? Answer, to please the Lord. Jesus said that on the deepest level of reality, human life has specific, permanent priorities. They are revealed in the great commandments of the law. An expert in religious law, New English translation, tested Jesus and got more than he bargained for. The lawyer basically asked, what one thing does God want the most? Jesus gave him two. One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. Matthew 22 verses 35 through 40. Every disciple agrees. We know we are commanded to love and honor God in the deepest part of our beings. Our fundamental thoughts, attitudes, and emotions are addressed in the words, all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. Along these lines, Jesus said, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Matthew chapter 4, verse 10b. We are called to worship God because we love him. What of the other priority? Since we love God, we take the second commandment seriously. Jesus stressed that we are called to serve him. In the light of that, let's stress that we can think about and act towards others in a way that honors and serves their creator. We express agape, love, for God through loving our neighbor as ourselves. We live in a time when various forms of worship have been emphasized, yet there is an underemphasized foundation of our expressions of worship. It is loving those he loves. The regenerated soul wants to worship the Redeemer. Neighbor-oriented agape is preparation for these acceptable acts of worship. Matthew 5 verses 23 through 24, the Messiah said, Therefore, if you are presenting your offering at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and present your offering. We all agree with the following. Jesus confirmed the importance of the second command. As we are to be aware of our actions towards our neighbors, so we are to bring this to mind. The way we think about others is part of the hidden foundation of love we express to our neighbors. Also, it is part of the way we worship God through our grateful obedience to this command. What we generally do not hear emphasized is that our thought patterns pertaining to ourselves can be part of honoring God. Our habitual inner narrative can be conformed to a pattern that pleases God. Each of us has an inner narrative. 
Our recent meditations have focused upon this principle. We are to speak to ourselves about ourselves in a way that would please God. We are to respect ourselves in the meditations of our heart in the same way we seek to honor others when we think of them. Are we learning to please the Lord? How might we know if we're on the right track? We can be aware of our progress because we can understand aspects of the goal we are stressing. The goal is that our inner narrative should be of the same quality and motive as would please God if we were speaking to someone else about them or speaking to them about another person. To illustrate, here are a couple of questions. Would we speak with a friend and slander someone we have in common who is not present? If so, we should repent. If that is how we speak about ourselves in the quiet of our hearts, we should also repent. If we would not malign others, we should follow the same pattern in our inner narrative. We ought not speak of ourselves to ourselves in a mean, accusing manner. Would we speak in a way that reinforces a negative caricature about a friend to another? Most of us would rise to a friend's defense. We should follow the same pattern and deconstruct false, malignant narratives we might take for granted about ourselves. If our friend was demoralized, would we pile on? Would we deliberately discourage our friend? No, we would try to encourage them with a truthful, faith-filled perspective. Although it may be difficult, we need to learn to consistently do the same for our own souls as an expression of worship. We are called to honor the Lord in the way we view ourselves. It is in the light of God's compassion for us that we learn to surrender ourselves to Him as a spiritual sacrifice. It is reasonable that we should respond to God's redemptive mercy. As a result of loving God, we worship Him in spirit and truth. John 4 verse 24, God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. We are called to practically express our love for Him. There are some verses in Romans 12 that speak to this reality. Romans 12 verses 1 through 3. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to every one among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Just like we are called to offer up our bodies to God, so we are to offer our inner narratives. We begin by recognizing the importance of our thought lives. So much of our self-communications are thought lies. We are summoned to embrace truth and surrender the way we see ourselves and the way we speak to ourselves 
in the presence of God. Here's a foundational verse about this that is worth reiterating. Psalm 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Let's learn to do this. Our inner narratives can be an expression of our worship. May God give us enabling favor to take this seriously. Here's a good prayer. Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days, that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. Let's add this to our prayer. Amen, Lord. Teach us to think of ourselves in a way that gives you joy. Help us offer the meditations of our heart as an act of worship. Love and War is written and presented by David Harwood. Editing is by David and Sammy Avino, who is also the producer and technical advisor for the podcast. David is the pastor of Restoration Fellowship in Glencove, New York, and the author of the books God's True Love and For the Sake of the Fathers. To purchase copies of David's books, please go to loveofgodproject.org. The theme song for this podcast is Skirmish, from the album Combustion which was written and performed by Leonard Jones. Additional episodes of Love and War can be downloaded on the Podbean app or through iTunes. For more information on Love and War, Restoration Fellowship, God's True Love, or For the Sake of the Fathers, visit us on restorationfellowshipny.com, loveofgodproject.org, book.forthesakeofthefathers.com, or you can follow us on Facebook at Restoration Fellowship NY, Love of God Project, Love and War DH, and For the Sake of the Fathers. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email David at loveandwar underscore dh at yahoo.com. As always, please remember to share Love and War and support us by leaving a positive review on iTunes and Podbean.